Lift up your hands, let's pray. Father, we come before you. This morning, we ask that you open our eyes to see you, Lord. Open our minds to understand you, Lord. Open our ears to hear you, Lord. We just want to be like you, Jesus. And as we study your word this morning, let your word purify us and bring us closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. So we are on the part six of our series, The Devoted, in tandem with our theme for this year. Our theme for this year is wholehearted devotion. 100% commitment. Amen. So we are doing a series titled The Devoted. We'll bring the series to a close next Sunday. Then on the 27th, well, which is coming Sunday's week, I will serve communion and receive all the tithes. And it will be a family life service here um, at the Pleasant Place Church. Our theme scripture for 2022 is First Chronicles 29, 28 and a verse 9. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with a wholehearted devotion. And with a willing mind, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If we seek him, he will be found by you. If you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Amen. So we are looking at the word devoted as a seven-letter acronym. E-D-E-V-O-T-E-D. -E -E so today we are on the E, the second E, and it's exemplar. A devoted Christian is... An exemplar. An exemplar is something that serves as an example. Something that serves as an example is a model. Something you follow. I grew up in a community where you had to follow someone. So, in order for you to be protected, you need to have a senior guy who is powerful and is feared by the others. So you follow the person. You follow the person. Now it has become gangs. You have to belong to a gang so that you can be protected. What if you grow up in a very violent community? But during my days, community where I grew up, there were no gangs per se, but you have to align and follow someone who can protect you. Now, once you start following that person, you begin to do what the person does. The person becomes your hero, and you begin to do what the person does. So, I saw a lot of young people follow people who were weed smokers, who ended up smoking weed with them. I saw people who were following uh, people who were armed robbers, who ended up stealing together with them. For my community, at one point in Ghana, the most wanted armed robber lived in that community. And he had people who really followed him. 
And so you followed people and then they have impact on you. I was blessed to become born again and now chose to follow someone who was following Jesus. That person became an exemplar for me. I wanted to go to church the same way the person goes to church. I wanted to go to church the same, pray the same way the person prayed. And that really helped me. Today, I want us to look at this in the next 30 minutes or so. The exemplar. How to become an example for others to follow as a Christian. You don't tell people that you are a Christian. You show people that you are. In Christianity, we walk the talk. We practice the preaching. That is what makes us Christians. We become doers of the word. We don't just become hearers of the word. We become doers of the word. And today, I want to show you how you can become an exemplar. If we're a devoted Christian, you want to be an example for people to see Christ in you. You want to be the person that... I, I shared a testimony here before. That as a young Christian in Adabraka, there was a boy called Kofi. Kofi was quite a, a wild guy. And people shunned him for his character, his abrasiveness, his anger, his temper, his violent nature. So one day from church, just walking past the area, first, Kofi's mother had called me to say, Yofi, when you are going to church, come and take Kofi to church. And I had not had the courage to approach Kofi and tell Kofi, let's go to church. Then one day I was on prayer meeting. I used to have a very big Bible. There were no Bibles on our phones. We held the Bible in our hands. I carried the Bible coming from uh, fellowship. The Kofi was sitting in front of a, a, a shop. Then Kofi got up on seeing me and started coming towards where I was. I was walking away. I walking away. Kofi was following me. Then he called me Yofi. And then I stood. I turned to him. He said, Yofi, why are you coming from, from church? He said, I want to go to church with you. I want to go to church. One day, come and take me to church. I didn't preach to Kofi. But I'm sure Kofi had observed me. I have become an exemplar. I have become a model. I have become a model for young people in our community. And our parents were asking me, can you pick my children to church? Now the most feared guy now wanted to follow me to church. Someone said, your life speaks so loud that I can't hear what you are saying. I'm standing here speaking to you, but my life speaks louder. Who I am, my testimony, the transformation that Christ has brought to my life must speak louder than my sermons. Now, the most transformative people in this church have not been transformed just because of what I preach, but they have chosen to copy what I do. To copy what I do. Now here, this scripture, 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1. 
First Corinthians 11 verse 1. Follow my example. As I follow the example of Christ. Follow my example. As I follow the example of Christ. If I am not showing you the example of Christ. Don't follow me. And you must also say the same to members of your family, to your friends, to your colleagues in the office. Let them know how devoted you are to Christ and how that devotion reflects in your everyday living. And say to them, follow me as I follow Christ. You should be bold to tell everyone who knows you, follow me as I follow Christ. Can I tell you something? You are truly carrying something that is a solution to the problems of the people around you. That thing you are carrying is called the Holy Spirit. Now Jesus lives in you through the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit is God the Father and God the Son's representative in you. And that Jesus that lives in you through the Holy Spirit can actually wants to show himself through you. He wants to show himself through you. And the more Jesus shows himself through you, the more impact you make. The more impact you make as Jesus shows himself through you, you make impact. You affect your family, you affect your friends, you affect your colleagues in the office, you affect your community. People just look at you and they want to serve that Jesus. If you allow this Jesus that stays in you, that lives in you, that dwells in you through the power of the Holy Spirit, if this Jesus begins to manifest his righteousness and holiness through you. And people begin to see this Jesus in your life. They actually wants to be like you. You know the term Christian was a term that was given to the disciples by unbelievers. By people who looked at their lifestyle. People who looked at the way they dressed, the way they talked their commitment to God and the way they serve God and they said these people are Christians and the word Christian means in the manner of Christ so they said these people are in the manner of Christ are in the manner of Christ are in the manner of Christ somebody wants to see Jesus in you somebody's salvation depends on seeing Jesus in you somebody's commitment to god depends on seeing jesus in you and i believe that you have the capacity to show jesus because he lives in the inside of you your marriage can work because jesus lives in the inside of you you can raise godly children because jesus lives in the inside of you you can be godly because jesus lives in the inside of you you can succeed because Jesus lives in the inside of you. You can break through because Jesus lives in the inside of you. You can change from being a womanizer to becoming that holy man, husband that is committed to one wife. You can change from being a drunkard to a preacher. 
You can change from being a wife beater to a marriage counselor. You can change from being a thief to a preacher. Paul. Paul was a murderer. But he became the greatest, greatest apostle that ever walked on the surface of the earth. Because of the power of, trans, the, the transformative power of Jesus. I tell, Jesus, I tell people, Jesus is not a, a religious leader. Jesus is a life-changing spirit. When he comes into your life, he changes your life. He changes your life. And people begin to see the new you. If any man be in Christ, he's a new Christian. He's a new creature. The old is gone. The new has come. There is something new that takes place when Jesus comes into your life and he comes into your heart. The greatest miracle that will take, ever take place is the miracle of salvation. When you get born again, things change. And you make impact. You make impact. All you need, all I have in this world is Jesus in my heart. Jesus in my heart. From a very poor background, at the age of 14, I accepted Jesus. He transformed my life. I have done things through Christ who strengthens me. You can be a great husband through Christ who strengthens you. You can be a great wife through Christ who strengthens you. You can be the greatest in your family through Christ who strengthens you. You can be anything you want to become through Christ who strengthens you. You can be the great lawyer through Christ who strengthens you. You can be the great doctor through Christ who strengthens you. You can go back to university and complete through Christ who strengthens you. You can rise up from that fall through Christ who strengthens you. You can come back from that setback through Christ who strengthens you. You can lift up yourself from the valley to the mountain top through Christ who strengthens you. You can come from behind to the face through Christ who strengthens you. You can move from the tail to the head through Christ who strengthens you. you your body can get rid of that cancer and that sickness through Christ who strengthens you. So there is a strength in you. That strength is called Jesus. He gives you the strength to overcome. Gives you the strength to overcome the witches and wizards in your family. All you have to do is to do what he did. And I want to show you something. You can't fail because you have Jesus. You won't die before your time because you have Jesus. You will succeed, you will achieve, you will break through because you have Jesus. He answers all. He's the solution to everything. Are you here with me? Now hear this. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. But you know what you are thinking right now? Who can I follow? Who can I follow? Who can I follow? No. You should be thinking, how can I get people to follow me? How can I become like Christ? How can I follow Christ so that others can follow me? 
So that next Sunday, my neighbor will knock at my door and say, are you going to church? I want to go with you. I want to go with you. I heard you praying. I heard you praying. And I love the way you pray. I love the way you pray. I shared a testimony of um, how we live in a house without walls. And my next door neighbor was a contractor who was always out and comes home. I don't know where he used to go. 2 a.m. the man will be arriving and most of the times when this man is arriving he will find, find me praying and then one day I'll be praying in the open she parked the car, got down and came to me I, our electricity had been disconnected we didn't have anything came to me and said, ah, man of God you know, you're a very serious man but if you were a businessman, you would have succeeded. He said, the commitment with which you do this thing amazes me. You know, anytime you want water, come, we didn't have water, we didn't have toilets. Fetch water in my house, um, use the washrooms in my house, and then let me pay you this thing. And then anytime your church is doing something, just call me, I'll come and support you. And he became a supporter of our church. My commitment to Christ triggered something in him. Your neighbor should say, the way you pray, I want, they should start calling you a sofa when you are not a pastor. They should start bringing their problems to you for solution. Because they know that greater is he that lives in you than the one that lives in the world. They know you can overcome. They trust that the Jesus in you is an overcomer and you can overcome. You see, Eli? You know why I believe you? You know why I trust you? You know why I believe that you will succeed? You know why I believe that it is not over with you? You know why? Because you are carrying something. All you need to do is to trigger that thing. And I'm going to show you how you can let Jesus work for you. How you can let the Jesus in you transform your life and transform all the people around you. How you can let the Jesus in you cause you to transform your family. How you can cause the Jesus in you. Ah. Jacob told Laban, I want to go. Laban said, no, I'm not going to let you go. I know by divination. I know by divination. I am a wizard, but I acknowledge that God has blessed me through you. That God has blessed me through you. The slave master of Joseph said, since you came to this house, everything your hands have found to do has become successful. I'm leaving your house for you. You are not a problem. You are a solution. You cannot be anywhere for a problem to exist. The Jesus in you must affect everybody around you. And here are the seven things I suggest you do. Follow Jesus in these areas. Seven things every true Christian must learn from Jesus. Follow Jesus in these areas. Number one, his prayer life. His prayer. No, see, go with me. Don't write everything. If you like, you can take pictures. But I want you to listen to me. So I don't want to see anybody writing. Just listen to me. Um, they will put a sermon on the church platform. So watch it. I'll go back home and watch it. But I want you to listen. I want you to follow me. Now, the prayer life of Jesus. Luke 5 16. But Jesus, often time, often time, regularly, on regular basis, withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Please follow me on this. Jesus withdrew to lonely places and prayed. 
oh man of God, this was at the height of the ministry of Jesus. He was only 30 years old. And the man could hold a crusade and 5,000 people would be seated. In this world at the time, 5,000 people to come and listen to you, that was big. <laughs> God went so much miracles through him. He raised the dead. The blind saw. The cripples walked. He was famous. He was famous. He was being discussed at cabinet meeting. His influence actually threatened the powers that be. But he did not substitute success for spirituality. At the height of his success, he oftentimes withdrew to lonely places. When you get too busy to pray, you are in trouble. You are not following him. Because he gave us the example that we cannot be too busy. He was the one feeding 5,000 people. He was the one moving from city to city to preach. He was so busy, but prayer was among the things that made him busy. Oh, I can't come to meet the church because, you know, I, so we have become so busy and the little successes we have seen, we think we are secured, but we are not. Jesus knew it. Jesus knew it. That nothing can substitute the role of prayer in his life. If you are really following Jesus, your prayer life will be the most important life of your life. Are you, are you here with me? This was the man who started his whole ministry with 40 days of fasting and prayer. And when he saw the cross, he went to Gethsemane. The Bible said he prayed and his sweat became as thick as blood. He prayed with wild crimes. He had no diplomatic approach to prayer. He had a burden. God laid burdens on his heart and he devoted his time to prayer. Let me show you the one of the clearest signs that Satan is about to attack you is prayerlessness. When you see you are not praying, get ready for satanic attack. I pray for you today that there will be a revival of your prayer life. I pray for you today that the spirit of heaviness will be broken. Amen. And from today, may the power of God be at work in you. Amen. And may God cause you to rise in prayer in the middle of the night. Amen. May there be hunger and thirst for prayer in your heart. Amen. Number two, the purity of Christ. Hebrews 4 verse 15. We have a high priest who was tempted in every way that we are, we are, but did not sin. But did not sin. Jesus faced all the temptations we face today. But a man who often goes to God alone and spends time with God alone, 
can overcome every temptation. Because the Bible says, pray that you will not enter into temptation. You see, temptations will come, but prayer will let you survive it. And I pray for you, every temptation that you are confronted with today, may God deliver you from all those temptations. In the name of Jesus. You see, once you start sinning and start walking in sin, you create, you create a wall between you and God. So I pray that you will learn from the purity of Jesus. He should be the center of your life. He should be the one you are following. Learn from the purity of Jesus. Number three, his preaching. His preaching. So number one, his prayer. Number two, his purity. Number three, his preaching. Matthew 9 verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. You want to look like Jesus? Preach the gospel of the kingdom. Because your master did it. Preach the gospel of the kingdom. Don't leave it to your pastor. In your office, among your colleagues, preach the gospel. Tell them how much Jesus loves them. Tell them how Jesus died for their sins. Tell them it's appointed unto man once to die. After that, there's going to be judgment. Ask them if you died right now. Where will you be? Tell them if right now that we are driving, if we crash and we die, where will we be? We will appear before the throne of God and we are going to be judged. If this tent breaks on us and we die right now, we will appear before the judgment seat of God. This time, he's not going to be our savior. He's going to be our judge. This time, there's not going to be mercy. There's going to be judgment. Keep this at the back of your mind. Tell your friends. Tell your friends Jesus loves you. Tell your friends Jesus loves you and he wants you to make heaven. You have no address in hell. Your address is in heaven. Jesus just completed your building. He told us he's going to prepare a place for us. In his father's house are many mansions. Tell them, you may live in a chaos today, but tomorrow there's a mansion waiting for you in heaven. That, sh that should be your focus. Heaven should be our focus. And if heaven is our focus, we preach it. We tell it. We share it. We let everybody know that life has an end. And the better, the, good, the most important way and the best way to start life is to see the end from the beginning. See the end from the beginning. Every day you wake up, ask yourself, if the trumpet has sounded that night, where would you have been? If the trumpet sounds right now, where would you be? Preach the gospel to yourself and preach it to your friends. Preach it to your family. Do you know why you are born again? You are born again because Jesus is using you to take salvation to your house. 
he didn't tell Zacchaeus that salvation has come to you he said salvation has come to your house do you know that any member of your family that is not born again today Jesus is waiting for you to share the gospel with that person do you know Jesus' immediate reaction to a witch or a wizard in the family is not to pray for the person to die but to ask for the salvation of that person No, you, you, some of us will be in heaven but will be embarrassed to be there because Jesus will call you and show you your uncle in hell and say you know why your uncle is in hell you killed him with your prayer you did not ask for his salvation you asked for his slaughter you asked for his slaughter that's why he's there he said look at that your auntie look at that your auntie you killed him with your prayer look at that your sister-in-law look at your mother-in-law look at them in hell they should have been here with you that's what the bible says some of us will enter heaven like we went through fire we will do heaven i are you here with me but you see you may not be able to preach like your pastor but you can share your testimony tell somebody about what jesus has done for you and the testimonies that bring people to jesus are not the testimonies about cars and houses it's a testimony about that transformation in your life give somebody a house and put 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 life and tell the person take this house and live for three months take life and live for 10 years the person will take life everybody loves life so people want to hear the testimony about how jesus transformed your life share that testimony don't be afraid to tell people about the impact of jesus on your life tell them it is the gospel the gospel is the power of god unto salvation anything you can share that will bring people to jesus is the gospel now the pardon the pardons of jesus luke 23 verse 34 jesus said father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing and this was when they were he was he was being nailed in the most painful period in his life he said father forgive them they do not know what they are doing they didn't know they don't know that they are they are crucifying the son of god for their own salvation so father forgive them you know people do a lot of things to you but they don't know who you are sometimes you don't even know what they are doing they are so confused they are so hurt they are so they, they just they just carry their frustrations and their head and dump them on you they don't know what they are doing many people in life are confused you have only become a punching bag for them they don't know they have to punch something and you have become that punching bag forgive them forgive them forgive people who have hurt you do you know when you hold on to people who have hurt you do you know what happens they control you they take charge of your life and they control your life let them go you were happy dancing until you saw that other sister also coming to dance then you got angry and went to sit down she's remote controlling your life she's remote controlling your life he's actually taking over your emotions and determining what should happen to you let that pain go let that pain go let that pain go let it go let it go 
and enjoy the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. You have the joy of the Lord in you. Let no man, let no woman take away that joy. I will never give anybody the right to hijack my happiness. I won't give you the right to control my emotions. I will not give you the right to determine when I'm happy and when I'm sad. Nobody deserves that control over your life. Be your own woman. Be your own man. Be happy for yourself. Be happy for yourself. It is better to ignore those who are looking for your attention. They wanted to hurt you so that you can call for a meeting. They want to meet you face to face and talk to you. Ignore them. Sometimes you think you are not important. You are too important. Somebody wants your attention. There was a guy who was going to a church with a lady in the choir. He loved the lady. He couldn't tell the lady. He wanted attention. So he decided that the following Sunday he was going to park his car very close to the lady's car. And when church closes, he will move first and scratch the lady's car. So chest closed, you move the scar, scratch it. Sure. Protocol said, hey, wait, wait, wait. Sister, come, come. The sister came in. The sister was so angry. Because the sister's car was nice. This guy's car. The car was scrap. The sister's car. The car was moto. The sister's car was machine. And the sister was so angry. Move the car, move the car away. She had, she was rich. Then guess what? The next morning, the guy was by his gate. I have come to apologize. Then she sat in the car and drove off. She got to the office. The guy was in the office. I have come to apologize. This thing continued over a period of time as she was getting angry and angry and angry. Her friend said to her, don't you see that this guy likes you? It's his way of get, catching your attention. Lose yourself, forgive him, smile a little and see. That was how they married. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm telling you, a brother can become your, your houseboy just because he wants you. Are you here? What a story. <laughs> oh, Charlie. Okay. So, please, listen. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let no man. You see, there is no price that can be compared to happiness. If the price you have to pay to be happy is to forgive, is the least you can do. Let it go. Smile. Be happy. You know that song? Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. La, 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 la. I'll remiss the song right now. Let me not remiss it. Let me not remiss it. I'm actually doing a solo at Uplift, Judas Concert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, do I'm doing a solo. Why are you doubting? You just hurt my feelings, but you don't know what you are doing. So I forgive you. 
Okay, now, what about the way Jesus related with people? Luke 7, verse 34. A friend of tax collectors and sinners. You know, we sometimes become very judgmental about the people that God brought around us to present the gospel to them. I'm sure that you would judge a prostitute if she came to your house. I'm sure. I'm sure that in this church, you judge some people. You look at them in the choir, you judge them. You look at them as protocol officers, you judge them. You look at them as ushers, you judge them. Sometimes you even judge the pastors. This pastor, I know him, I know him, I know how he does. That he doesn't know these people. Know me, I know everybody, but I don't judge everybody. I allow God to do the judgment. Oh, I allow God to do the judgment. If a pastor who is married comes to chase you, I get to know it. But what should I do? Take a stick and go and hit his head. What I do is to try to minister to them. Is to try to come to church like this and preach the unadulterated word of God. For people to change. If God's word cannot change you, then what can change you? The church is a hospital. It's a hospital that deals with diseases and sicknesses that cannot be dealt with in our hospitals. So people don't get born again before they come to church. People don't get holy before they come to church. This is where they come to church and get born again. There's a story of a lady that went to a concert in art center years ago the lady enters the concert in a very mini skirt and this sister's ushering approach this lady and they begin to attack her you are jezebelic you want to tempt somebody here it was a soul somebody was bringing to church for salvation and they wanted the person to get born again before coming to church Matthew became a, a disciple even though he was a task collector because Jesus did not judge him. He did not judge him. He preached. He showed mercy. Mary Magdalene would never have become a Christian if she lived in Bachona around Crisberry. We would have judged her she was a top level prostitute has seven demons in her she was not just a prostitute she was a um she had evil spirits the bible doesn't say she was a witch but she had evil spirits she was possessed she was more than a slave queen How many slave queens can be confident can confidently wake up this morning, start feeling guilty, and say, I'm looking for a church to go and give my life to Jesus? But the only clothes I have are slave queens' clothes. They show my back, they show my, my chest. I was going to say bobs. That's how you say, eh? Or boobs. They show my boobs. My skin shows my butt. But those are the only clothes I have. But I want to go to church. We will judge her at the entrance. But guess what? Two people that are very easy to win 
your family members, and your friends. So Jesus chose that. Let me make sinners my friends. Because they, were, they are the reason why I came. I'm coming to die for people and I must not judge them before I die for them. One demonic spirit that looks godly, that looks very godly, is the spirit of self-righteousness. Where we appropriate to ourselves the definition of righteousness. And we think that we are the standard for a Christian life. And anybody who does not meet our standard is not a Christian. You don't have the right to determine who is a Christian. You don't have the right to determine who is a Christian. Because you did not die for anybody. You did not die for anybody. You did not share your blood for anybody. We must allow people to feel comfortable at home so that we can transform them. So that we can give them our Jesus. You think if you go to crusades and we pay huge money and we hold crusades and we ask people to give their life to Jesus and we show them the church, you think they get born again before they come? No! They come in here just the way they are. We need time to raise them. We need time to nurture them. We need time to build them. One time Jesus went to, to a house of, of a Pharisee and a woman with an alabaster box of oil. People believed that that could be Mary Magdalene. Came to Jesus. And the Bible says she was a sinner. A sinful woman came to Jesus. Started wiping the feet of Jesus. The Pharisee said, this man is not a prophet. He's not a good preacher. He doesn't have the spirit of discernment. He would have known who was touching him. You know, sometimes the people who are not even born again, sometimes they fear God. I'm telling you. Jesus said, I came to your house. You did not anoint my head with oil. You did not give me a kiss. You did not wash my feet. But she is doing it. The Pharisee had become very religious. It is very easy for us to become religious. When we become religious, eh, we become very legalistic. May God help all of us. Relate with people. Love people. Celebrate people. And you can win them for the Lord. Without that, you cannot win anybody for the Lord. And then the purpose of Jesus, which will be all of us, our purpose. Luke 4, verse 43. I must preach the gospel of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose, I have been sent. Your purpose is to preach the gospel. Be a preacher. Not everybody can be a pastor, but all of us must be preachers. We must share him. We must share him. Then finally, the price that he paid, and all of us must be willing to pay that price. Facing our eyes, he's our price. Our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He endures this cross. He endured the cross. How was Jesus able to endure the cross for the joy that was set before him until you look at heaven you cannot run through hell if you don't see that this journey is leading you to heaven 
And that's where your focus is. That's where your focus If this journey is not about going to heaven, then you cannot survive. Pay the price for heaven. There is something in you called the soul. The soul never dies. When you die right now, this flesh goes back to God. Goes back to the dust where it was taken from. Your spirit goes back to God. The breath that God put inside you. But your soul, when God breathed into man, man became a living soul. So you are a soul. This soul never dies. You move on. You move on. We need to pay the price for the part of us that never dies. The soul. We need to have walk in holiness and in purity and serve the Lord. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? The whole world cannot buy you, cannot buy your soul. Your soul is so important that if you gain all the money in America and all the money that Elevi will give us, you can still not compare it to your soul. Don't tell Kenneth that I said that. You can still not compare it to your soul. Your soul is special. It will stand before God one day. Pay the price. Pay the price. Accept Jesus. Walk in holiness. Walk in purity. One day, the trumpet will sound and your soul shall rise. <laughs> and meet the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the service. Lift up your voice and pray. Say, Lord, help me to be like you. I just want to be like you. Lift up your voice and pray. Tell him, Lord, I want to be like you. Lord, I want to be like you. Lift up your voice and pray. Tell him, Lord, I want to be like you. Lord, I want to be like you. Help me, Lord, to be like you. Help me to serve you. Help me to dedicate my life to you. Help me to follow your example, Lord. Let me be an example that somebody will follow, Lord. Help me to be an example that somebody will follow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I want to love you more. Lift up your hands. Let's, let's sing this song. Easy to adore, Lord. I want to love you more, Lord. I want to love you more, Lord. I want to love you more, Lord. I ever love you more. You are so easy to adore. Lord, I love to love you more. Father, help us to love you and help us to serve you, Lord. In Jesus' name.
Amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. The beauty of holiness. Thank you for joining us in the service.